There are certain skills, critical skills, that you need, that we all need, not only to get ahead in our lives, but also to ensure a successful path forward for our children and for the survival of our constitutional republic. You're listening to All About Skills, where we discuss the eight critical skills you need to succeed and how CEOs, placement directors, executive recruiters, and career-minded individuals utilize them to propel themselves to a higher level of understanding and achievement. Get ready to learn, master, and excel with your host, Charlie Jett. Thank you, Anne, and welcome to It's All About Skills. This is a series of programs where we discuss the critical skills and their application in the real world. My name is Charlie Jett, and we're coming to you from our studio in beautiful downtown Chicago. I'm an internationally certified coach, and I specialize in career management, skill development, positive intelligence, and career crises. But we have a wonderful guest today. Natalie Siston comes from a small town in Ohio, and her career has taken her from Silicon Valley to the Fortune 100 and ultimately into entrepreneurship. She speaks, writes, and coaches through Small Town Leadership, the platform she created in 2016. Natalie's an endurance athlete too, having completed her ninth one-half marathon. Natalie is an author and her first book, Let Her Out, Reclaim Who You Have Always Been, was released in November of 2020 and reflects her journey. It gives the reader an opportunity for self-reflection and ways to make new discoveries and realizations that can empower them to embrace life in refreshed and new ways. Currently, Natalie is a successful coach and she serves as the program experience leader for Positive Intelligence, a company that is changing the game in the world of coaching toward mental fitness and personal as well as professional growth. So welcome, Natalie, to It's All About Skills. I am so happy to be here, Charlie. I can't wait to hear what we unpack today. Well, we're going to unpack, we're going to unpack a lot. And just to start us off, I mentioned that you recently released a book, your book called Let Her Out, Reclaim Who You've Always Been. And I understand it's a personal story that documents your own application of the techniques you describe in the book. So tell us a little bit about that and about your journey. Perfect. Well, I feel like the book is my journey, at least up until the time I handed in the manuscript on August 31st, 2020 to my publisher. Um, I, I, I re uncovered all of the diaries and journals I kept right before I turned 40. And I was a meticulous journal and diary keeper from the age of eight. And opening those covers before that pivotal birthday seemed like the biggest gift I could give to myself and now hopefully to the world, because what I did is I read those books and I realized, oh my gosh, like she's who the world needs more of that person who, you know, wasn't kind of beaten down by the world yet and who, who wanted to be the president of the United States and who wanted to be in charge and take the lead and be on stage. And somehow over my life, you know, she shrunk down. And so I thought, what a concept for me to bring to the world of this idea of let her out or let him out, let them out. You know, it's, it's, it, it can apply to anybody. Um, but the whole idea of how can we bring back that essence of who we always have been so we can make the world around us even better. So it's a reflection of my personal journey to your point, but it also 
has about 100 different coaching questions for the reader to reflect on their own journey, reflect on their own childhood, their own upbringing, their own path, and ask themselves, where is she being left at the back of the line? Where is she being pushed to the corner? And how can I start to bring her back into my life more fully? Wow. And uh, I understand you can get the book on Amazon in uh, various formats, as well as an audio version. That's right. I narrated my own audiobook. So definitely find it in all the places you find books. You can even go to letherout.com and I will sign an author copy and send it to you directly. Letherout.com. I will go there. Fantastic. Natalie, a couple of years ago, you made an interesting discovery in that you discovered positive intelligence. So tell us about that discovery and what positive intelligence is all about. Yeah, it's actually through this journey of personal development that I found positive intelligence. So I feel like it ties so nicely into the topics you cover and to the audience who's listening. I worked with a coach who I know you've actually interviewed on your podcast named Jeffrey Shaw. And I, I hired Jeffrey to help me make the leap from a stable Fortune 100 career into self-employment and into entrepreneurship. And Jeffrey happened to interview Shirzad Shamim, the founder of Positive Intelligence on his podcast. And Shirzad is the most gracious human that I have ever met and said to Jeffrey, hey, why don't you bring a small group through my flagship program? And Jeffrey reached out to a group of his clients and said, would you like to do this with me? And I'm always game for that type of thing. And I said, absolutely. So we started the program in January of 2020. So, you know, everyone can think about that timeline. And the, the flagship program is six weeks long. So we wrapped that program in mid to late February. And a month later, we're all staring at the world being completely different than what we know it. And what I realized is that I was using the concepts of this mental fitness program, this idea that we've got kind of this judge brain, we've got this saboteur brain, and we have our sage self, our beautiful, positive inner self. They're all interconnected and working with each other, for each other, against each other. But when we can use the framework of positive intelligence, we can recognize what's happening to us. We can respond more positively and have better better outcomes for our life, both personally and professionally. And I realized sitting in the office where I'm recording this podcast with you today, that what was getting me through the early days of the pandemic was positive intelligence. And I, I stated so to the world on LinkedIn through a video and uh, connected with their team from there and love them all so much that they became a crucial part of my venture out into the world as a self-employed entrepreneurial type person. And now a year later, I find myself working fully on their team to deliver our program, not only to coaches like you, but also to businesses around the world. Wow. Now you mentioned, I understand that positive intelligence uh, is not just an idea, but it has a very sound foundation in neuroscience. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. It's actually, it brings together positive psychology. Uh, it brings together some social psychology, neuroscience, all around the basis of the fact that we have, you know, 10, 10 negative aspects called what Shazad labels saboteurs and five positive powers called sage powers. And, and through the, the research that Shirzad did, both secondary and primary research, he found that 
the greater we're leaning into those positive sage powers, you know, the better outcomes we're going to see. And he identified how we can start to articulate and separate out those different factors that are causing us to experience negative or positive emotions and then how to pivot into more of that positive space. So he's, you know, it's, it's, it's researched over a million people were engaged somehow in the research to get to those, those root level uh, factors that help us all understand this operating system is, is how we refer to it internally. So mm-hmm. pardon the jargon. <laughs> well, it, all, all good systems have to have a jargon that you can understand. And that's one of the benefits, I think, of poly, what I know about positive intelligence. It makes it easy to understand. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned saboteurs. And what are these saboteurs anyway? Can you give us a, an example or two? Where do they come from and where do they reside in your brain? Absolutely. So saboteurs are, first of all, we all have a master saboteur called the judge. And Charlie, your judge is different from my judge. It's different from Nancy's judge. It's, you know, everybody's judge is different. Some judges are extremely loud and they're screaming at us and they're telling us everything we're doing wrong and how we're messing up. And some judges are real quiet and they sit on our shoulder and they, they, they just make us question Oh, are you sure about that, honey? Is that really what you want to be doing? So the, so we all have this master saboteur called the judge and the program helps you really lean in to understand who is the judge and how do I start to, to tame that voice, to talk to that judge and say, go away. You're not my friend. You're not helping me anymore. Then there are nine saboteurs. And, and Charlie, I would encourage anyone to go learn what their saboteur is on the positive intelligence website. We have a free assessment, positiveintelligence.com click on saboteurs and you can take an assessment to help you determine of the nine saboteurs, how do you rank on them? And saboteurs range from things like, and I will self-disclose here, Charlie, because I, I have learned a lot through this work. So I happen to have two saboteurs that are primary in me. Um, one is called the stickler and the stickler is perfectionist, I dotting, T crossing, uh, don't want to be wrong. Um, And where does it come from? It it probably comes from things that might've happened to me as a child. It might come from how I was conditioned growing up. It might come from one singular experience when I learned that being right was better than being wrong. And then I've somehow carried that story. I've carried that, that, you know, person with me throughout my life to tell me that it's better to be dotting I's and crossing T's than, than otherwise. Um, so, so that's one. And another one would be called restless. So for me, this helped, this made so much sense in my life. Uh, restless is like FOMO. Like I have to keep going, moving faster, go, go, go. I might miss out. I might not get to do the thing. And at the time I, I took this first assessment, I was working a full-time job. I was running a side business. I'm a mom, I'm a community member. And I was like, ah, and then I realized, oh my gosh, I manifested this saboteur in a really unhealthy way. Um, and, and it explained so much for me, Charlie. So I feel like anyone who digs into these saboteurs is going to realize how they have been self-sabotaging uh, themselves for a very long time and how they can start to deprogram that as well through what they learn um, by taking the assessment. And the saboteurs reside in our limbic system. That's where our negative emotion lives. It's you know the, the kind of reptilian area of our brain, the fight flight type of place. So that's where they live. And and it's, it tends to be the first place we go because that's the human, human condition. It's a We're all trying to undo. (laughs) (laughs) So I understand that some of these saboteurs you might, might really be born with 
and others, you learn to survive when you're young. Absolutely. There's a survival function of all of these, right? So you can, you can learn what these are and say, you know what, that really served me at a period of my life. Like it was really important to put that armor on or have that shield up. And a lot of us just forget to take that off. We, we got past that period in our life. We got through that one relationship. We got past that one work experience and we keep holding on to it. And we can remind ourselves that that's, that's not the way to live. It's not, we don't want to live by sabotage. We actually want to live in our sage. Yes. And now I understand that positive intelligence, the positive intelligence system that you referred to provides a person with the means to turn down the saboteur volume. Uh, how does that work? I'm not going to give away all the secret sauce here, Charlie, just a little bit here, but there are, there are a couple of methods for how we start to turn down the volume and everything. And you know, this from your coaching and any coach who's listening recognizes this it's through the power of self-awareness and simply by being aware of the fact that the saboteur is present is for a lot of people, their biggest wake up call to how frequently it's showing up for them, either in their personal life or their professional life. So that's, that's one way is just having the awareness that this is happening. And there are a lot of techniques for how you catch that in the moment, how you bring yourself out of it. And one of those main ways is called doing a PQ rep. So we're much like emotional intelligence is EQ, uh, IQ, we are PQ. We do a PQ rep, which is a 10 second sensory exercise that basically allows you to move out of that limbic system of your brain and into your prefrontal cortex, into the executive functioning area of your brain. And it's by leaning into one sense for a period of time. You know, I tend to do two minute sessions of these exercises where I'm focusing on breathing I'm focusing on listening. I'm focusing on a tactile uh, PQ rep, which most people love the tactile PQ rep. And that's something like rubbing your fingertips together or feeling your feet on the floor, feeling your seat on the chair. Uh, so there are, there are a lot of ways that we walk people through these different techniques in the program. And it's amazing how you know, even though I've did this program a year and a half ago, like our intensive, you know, boot camp type program, I use these still every single day. I often find myself when I'm in the car rubbing, like feeling the steering wheel under my fingers, because it's just the way that I can detach from the, that hijacked area of my brain and really get into the sage part of my brain. Wow. You know, it's, it seems relatively easy to understand the need or the ability to do these kinds of things uh, intellectually, but it seems to me also it's a habit you have to form and you have to, uh, somewhere I heard that it's a, a matter of, uh, Shirzad talks about building up muscle to, uh, to actually be able to do this. And um, it, it, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we're actually, so the, the term we're using is whether we're bringing mental fitness to the world and we want mental fitness to be as important as physical fitness. We, you know, you can't turn on your social media feed, at least in my world, without being fed all kinds of stuff that help you with your physical fitness. And we want that to be the same. That's true for mental fitness. And by doing these PQ reps, you build up your mental fitness, you build up your muscle and we track this in the program. And if you, you're doing kind of your exercises, you build the muscle and it's, it's a function of frequency and duration and uh, time. 
So over time, if you continue this practice, your muscles are going to grow. And the way I like to think about it, Charlie, I, you know, I knew we were having this discussion today and um, I'm actually working with a personal trainer at the gym right now for my physical fitness. This is something I've always wanted to do. I've worked with trainers off and on, but I said, I really want to do something for myself and I'm going to dial down on the, the training. So I'm working with a trainer every single day. I show up at the gym at 7am. She is there ready for my workout. I do what she says. I don't complain much. Um, and I, and I, I have, I am stronger now than I probably ever have been. And as you said, I'm an endurance athlete. I've done a lot of things, but it's the constant showing up and having a guide through that process that is helping me be successful. And I think the same is true of our positive intelligence program. It's consistency. It's having a guide in, in Shirzad who guides everyone through the program. It's having people like you, Charlie, who are certified positive intelligence coaches who can guide people through that program, hold them accountable, say, how did today go? How did this week go? And understand the challenges, the things that are getting in your way from mental fitness, celebrating the wins to say, oh my gosh, I had this amazing discovery. I realized how I've not only been sabotaging myself, but my coworkers or my family. And now I'm able to release some of that. So it's, it's, it's time, it's dedication, it's showing up. So for me, it's like, if I show up at the gym every day at seven, I can show up in my positive intelligence app four times a day to get in the work. I love the, the analogy of the keeping in shape like an athlete for your physical shape, also keeping in shape for your mental fitness through doing the, uh, the, uh, the PQ apps and so forth. It takes self-management to develop that habit and to do that. You know, Natalie, uh, Shirzad also introduces the concept of the sage perspective. What is that anyway? What's the sage perspective? Sage perspective is saying that in any circumstance, there can be a gift. Even in what we per might perceive as the most negative circumstance, losing a job, having your home burned down, um, even potentially, a, you know, a severe illness, there is a gift in that experience. And we have to have these muscles in place in order to be able to understand what those are, um, understand those quickly and be able to move forward in a, uh, in a positive manner. So positive intelligent exercises are a way for you to shift away from the saboteurs and into that sage perspective where you can attempt to, and some, most of the time, find the gift in some negative emotion. Uh, talk a little bit more about that too, finding a gift in a negative emotion. I, I find that really interesting. And how do you do that? Oh, well, you know, so I feel like there's another very recent example that I can use is, and I'm actually going to use my husband as an example here. He won't mind me sharing because he's shared this story with many people. Um, but he, um, he, he's an academic and at the time he was finishing his dissertation, he applied for a faculty job at our alma mater, which is the Ohio State University, throwing that in here the for you, Charlie, the Ohio State University. And uh, the day after he was done graduating and everything, he learned that he did not get the job. 
And as you can imagine, uh, he was upset. I was devastated. With the time we were living in California, I was ready to come home to Ohio. And, you know, it felt for a moment like the world was crashing down around us. And, and we had plans made to come take a vacation, come home and draw a map and figure out all the other schools that he could apply to. Um, so at that time, it seemed like a really bad thing, right? This is not, this is not good. And, you know, we we're thinking about all the other things that could happen. Well, fast forward a couple of weeks, we're on our vacation in Hawaii. We were treating ourselves to his hard, grueling work of his PhD program and his phone rang. And it was the chair of the department to say, hey, the first guy turned us down. Do you want the job? Now, it was an amazing thing and it was an amazing experience. But in the moment, in, because we had had that down, because we had had the negative, like this felt even better. And because we knew how much we really wanted it, this just felt so much better. So let's say he never, he, let's say he didn't get that job at all. The gift still would have been that we as a family would have decided what's our next step. Um, where are we going to, where are we going to set, settle and make our home? So it's thinking through any of those quote, bad things that are happening, you know, losing a big deal at work or, um, you know, having a disappointment over not getting a promotion. It's to say, okay, if, if, if it's not that, then something better is coming down the road for me. And here are the things I've learned from it. So we, we say you can gain insight from these things. You can be inspired and you can also figure out how to take action around quote, those things that don't go your way. So it sounds like uh, he was effective in silencing or at least turning down the volume of all these saboteurs and, and summon the sage to, to find the gift. That's right. That's exactly it. Spoken, spoken very well, Charlie. And then when you, when you do that, when you find that gift, I understand that you can apply some, some what you call sage powers. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. There are five different sage powers. And by the way, all of this is in, in the positive intelligence book. So it's a great place to go as a resource. Um, and the five sage powers, you might need to help me out because I always tend to forget one, but Let we've got empathize, oh. explore, innovate, navigate, and activate. There you go. <laughs> well, the very, the most important sage power is, is empathize because a lot of the work of positive intelligence is learning to have empathy for ourselves. We're doing all this work, understanding this judge, this nasty voice that's been in our head, this person that's telling us we're not enough things. Uh, so we have to be become very empathetic with ourselves, And then in turn, that helps us to be more empathetic with other people. You know, we, the judge works in three ways. The judge works by judging ourselves by judging other people or judging circumstance. And when we judge other people a lot, um, this program helps you realize one, how much you're doing that. And two, how can I shift from judgment into empathy? So to me, that's one of our foundational sage powers that we can all step into more fully. And then powers like, you know, navigate is thinking about how do I look back in 20 years and, and understand the moments that have that's happening now, what's actually important. So oftentimes if we're highly stressed, we could say, okay, let me, let me move into that sage power so I can actually understand what's important in this moment by thinking about that future self. And other of these, I think are explanatory, you know, innovation, how can we, how can we use these sage powers to think through creative approaches to, you know, problems that we're facing activate is how do I take some clear, calm headed, focused action on the thing that maybe I'm procrastinating about that I just haven't gotten around to, or I'm probably finding myself in saboteur mode and need to shift into sage to take action on that thing. 
And when you're when you're employing these sage powers, like the like the sage power of innovating and and and, and dreaming up possible ways to do different things. I understand it's a non-judgmental thing. You you throw things out there and build on them and don't judge them until you come back and reflect on them from your wiser self later. Exactly. And you've probably been involved in brainstorming sessions in your corporate career. And those listening have likely been in brainstorming sessions as part of your corporate career. And we all we all know those moments of somebody like stands up and has this great idea. And then someone at the back of the room says, but we tried that five years ago, or it'll never work. And even though in those spaces, you're not supposed to have that happen, it tends to tends to uh, shape itself. So the yeah, the approach we have formed is just an additive. It's no judgment. It's saying, I, Charlie, I love that idea because of this. And here's how I'm going to kind of layer onto that or deviate from it or take it on my own. So it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful spin on kind of the, the classic yes and exercise that we've all learned through leadership improv. Yes. And you avoid the yes, but. Exactly. <laughs> yes, but only if it's done this way. And you we know, talk to these five people first. Natalie, I found in, in working with businesses and so forth, they, they are amazed at the opportunity to innovate by using yes and, as opposed to yes, but it seems like it's a new concept to it. I, you know, I think that's what's beautiful about positive intelligence, Charlie, and why I'm so excited we're having this conversation in mid-2021. I think we're both going to look back on this discussion and this content five years from now. And my hope and why I'm working with positive intelligence is I want this to become as ubiquitous as something like emotional intelligence, uh, because it's that powerful and it's giving the framework and it's simple to understand. So you're exactly right. It seems new almost because it's so simple. Well, it's new and it's, it, 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 it seems simple, but it seems to me that the power of it too is the fact that the PQ exercise, uh, exercises let you let you embody your thinking in a way. And when you embody your thinking, you learn better. And uh, yeah. that's what I really think is amazing about this. Well, I, I, I say it this way, Charlie, it's like um, we operate on two different channels. We operate on a, a logic channel, the, the linear thinking channel. And as a highly left-brained person, I tend toward that kind of thinking. But positive intelligence helps us get on the PQ channel, it helps us get on that emotional channel. And I oftentimes, because I can't reframe my linear thinking brain, that's, that's, that is how I'm wired and how I've been able to be successful. However, I've learned how to pull myself into the emotional space more with this work, because that's where the good stuff happens. That's where you have to be in touch with what's going on. Where am I sabotaged? Where, where am I feeling these really warm, positive emotions? And how do I move forward most effectively? So it's allowing us to, to channel, channel into those emotions more easily. Wow, that's beautiful. Now, Natalie, you are, you are a very highly trained and certified coach, and you're also certified in positive intelligence. You must, must have had quite a bit of experience in coaching people with the, with the positive intelligence protocol and so forth. But tell us a little bit uh, about how positive intelligence has helped your coaching clients. Oh my gosh, it's it's been transformational. I, I, you know, I, I say this having been having drunk the Kool Aid, right? Clearly, I have done that. Uh, so those listening, go get yourself some Kool Aid. Talk to Charlie about that. Um, but 
when I think about where this impacted me so much, so at the time I took the positive intelligence program, I was leading an internal coaching team at a fortune 100 financial services company. I was working with coaches who were trained more than I was, Charlie. They had had more experience. They had more letters behind their name. And I took this program and I said, this is the gap. This is the gap that's being filled by all the other techniques I've learned, all the other ways I've learned about inquiring and, you know, asking really great open-ended questions and getting people in deep um, because it helps you have a framework. It helps you identify the saboteur that's getting in the way. And I immediately uh, began bringing this to my clients that I was working with when I started working with positive intelligence, because one, I was just curious, you know, I'm like, am I the weirdo? Am I the only one who thought this was the most amazing thing or will this help other people? And, and I have had clients come back to me, Charlie, and say things like, if it weren't for my family, God, and positive intelligence, I don't think I would have gotten through the pandemic how I would. Wow. Or, hey, Natalie, I just experienced the most disappointment that I ever have professionally and it, without your coaching and positive intelligence, I, I definitely would not have handled it the same way 18 months ago. So this stuff is powerful. And um, it's those, those testimonies that keep me um, focused on how do we grow this in the world? How do we bring this to more organizations? How do we bring this to more families? How do we make sure we have more coaches understanding that this is out there and available as a tool for them to use in their own coaching practice? Well, and for other coaches that are using different protocols and the different kinds of training that they, that they have out there, the use of positive intelligence seems to me, and I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but it puts the other uh, coaching techniques on steroids. I mean, it's, a compliment, it's complimentary, not competitive. It adds a dimension to what they're doing. You're exactly right. I'm trained through IPEC, the, the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching, loved my experience with them. And they have a foundational uh, part of their coaching, you know, their secret sauce, they've got proprietary assessment that I as a coach am allowed to use and, and it, it's hand in glove with positive intelligence, it's, it all works together so beautifully. And that's why I feel like we have been become such a popular focus for coaches because it works so well with any other type of techniques they're using. Same thing with assessments. You know, if anyone does something like a disc assessment or Myers-Briggs, there's, there's interconnectivity and our, you know, creative coaches are able to draw those parallels really nicely so that nothing's in competition. It can all work together really, really seamlessly. Wow. It's an exciting opportunity, not, not only for or for your clients, but for coaches to add this dimension to their practice. Now, uh, let's go over again how, uh, how uh, one can find out more about positive intelligence. Well, hopefully we've like totally seared this in people's brains by us both saying positive intelligence multiple times. So visit us at positiveintelligence.com and, you know, not just visit us, but go ahead and take the, both the assessments we have on that page, the saboteur assessment. You can also get something called your PQ score. So from a negative to positive, how, what's your percentage of being in, in negative mindset versus positive mindset? Uh, it's a great, great benchmarking tool we use and look around at the videos that are there, look around at Shirzad's TED talk um, and dive in. I think that's, that's 
that's the number one way. So go head to our website. And then the book is amazing. And the book preceded the program, the book preceded the coaching program, and it's still a foundational element and something that uh, we provide to everybody experiencing our program because it's, it's terrific. And it's a book that's standing the test of time. I think that a lot of business books within a year or two, it's like, I'm going to put that one on the back of my shelf, but this is one that I believe is going to be one of those timeless classics. You know, uh, they can also learn a lot more about it, both coaches and, uh, and clients through the seven week course that positive intelligence provides. And, and, and that can be either provided or taken directly from positive intelligence or from certified positive intelligence coaches. You got it. That, I mean, that was my entry point, Charlie. And it's definitely the, the mental fitness boot camp that anyone listening, who's like, I just need something right now to help me think differently. Um, absolutely. We've got full information about what that program looks like on our website, and we'd be happy to enroll you there. And to Charlie's point, we have many, many coaches around the entire world who are certified and able to deliver this a program to their clients. And we, we wouldn't be growing as much as we would without these amazing coaches. And you can also learn a lot more about, about positive intelligence by, by contacting coaches like Natalie or Charlie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We are out in the world. Find us, find us on, on all the, all the socials. You got it. And one more time, uh, about your book, Let Her Out, Reclaim Who You've Always Been. Where can we get that? You can get that wherever books are sold. Just Google Natalie Siston, Let Her Out, or go to letherout.com. Okay, well, fantastic. Natalie, thank you so very much for being our guest today on It's All About Skills. Now, as for me, I'm an internationally certified career coach and I specialize mostly in careers but not exclusively in career management, skill development, career crises, and I'm very proud to say in positive intelligence. And you can get in touch with me through my website, charliejetcoaching.com. So I want to thank all of you for listening today, and we'll see you next time as we discuss the critical skills on It's All About Skills. Thank you for listening to this episode of All About Skills. To learn more information about the critical skills, be sure to visit itsallaboutskills.com for access to resources like blogs, field studies, published books, and more about how to learn, how to use, and how to teach this important content. That's exclusively available on itsallaboutskills.com. We look forward to having you join us on the next episode so we can continue to help you learn, master, and excel by using critical skills right here on All About Skills.